and welcome to this week's episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio. Thank you for being with us today. So on today's episode, um, I have joining me Esther Peterson, Taryn Fogel, and Monica Fullerton. And we are going to be discussing our district's new initiative, MLSS, and correct me if I'm wrong, that is multi-layered support systems. Is that what that's? Yes, okay, you are cool. correct. I I'm kind of new to this too, so I'm going to be learning a lot in today's episode. Mm -hmm. But before we get started, can each of you just introduce yourselves, give us a brief bio, what do you do for the district, and how you are involved with MLSS? Monica, you want to start us out? Sure. Um, I, my name is Monica Fullerton. I'm the behavioral specialist for the district, and I am also the lead general education social worker. And my role within MLSS is being part of our district level committee to um, implement and um, maintain MLSS as we go through, as well as partaking in the um, SAT MLSS committee and um, implementation of how SAT works with MLSS. Awesome, thank you. Taryn? All right, I'm Taryn Fogel. I'm a special education administrator with the special education department. I'm also on the district level MLSS team uh, helping support um, the schools. Uh, specifically, I have middle schools that I'm supporting in there uh, with their SAT, uh, sorry, MLSS implementation as well as serving on the district SAT team. Um, and supporting middle schools there with their SAT process and how they tie together. Thank you. Esther? All right, uh, my name is Esther Peterson and I am the Associate Director for Teaching and Learning for Language Arts for the district for K through 12th grade. Um, and my involvement with MLSS is a couple years ago, we were tasked with, with uh, redesigning the SAT process for our district and at the New Mexico PET level they were starting to roll out MLSS and SAT is a very integral part of MLSS so as a team uh, with Monica and Taryn and a couple other people we we designed a system that integrates everything that all the principles that we're going to talk about that belong with MLSS and so that's that's what my role is with MLSS. Great. So um, Esther, do you want to start us off? I know it's a really general first question, but my my first question to get us started is just what is MLSS? Like, can you? Yes. Okay. MLSS is, it's a framework. It's a way of thinking about what we do, everything in a school district. So MLSS comes from New Mexico PED and it's, um, it's their effort in shifting the way we think about an RTI system, right? So MLSS continues to be a response to intervention framework. Um, and the reason for shifting this is that little by little RTI was watered down to becoming just like a time of the day or a group of students that would receive RTI, right? That would receive interventions. And so this is an effort from PED and also from us to again, shift our thinking, re-educate our district in, in the, the different layers of support that students need to have and how it should not be, again, watered down or narrowed down to just one group 
or one time, but more like a framework that drives all of our decisions. So that's what MLSS is, a framework. Awesome. Monica or Taryn, do you want to add to that at all? Elaborate on? I think that uh, my piece kind of coming in from the special ed view of this is really how those layers of support that we're providing to students really provide data to the school to help drive their decisions. Whether that be, do we put them into the SAP process? Do we provide them support through mental health? Do we need to hook them up with um, federal programs, the homeless things? So figuring out what layers of support they need to help drive that next those next things for students and that data to help support that. And so that data that we need and that we talk about through all of these layers is really what helps the team decide what is next for a student, which could be a referral to special education. It could be something else. So, but that data and how important that is, is really part of what we are really working on as a team. I think for me, the, the part that really works well is coming from that behavioral perspective that we're now looking at it as all of it working together. We're looking at the whole child under this. It's not one specific piece. So we're not saying, oh, well, behaviors are separate or reading and math, you know, those, those evaluations are separate. We're looking at the whole child and saying, right. what's driving this? Is it a behavior that's informing, you know, how the, the student is doing in class? Or is it another problem that is then creating and manifesting the behaviors? What, yeah. what comes first, right? And under this, umbrella under this framework, we're looking at it all together. We're looking at all of the pieces, even the outside perspective, what's happening in that family environment and that kind of thing. What are they bringing with them to school that we're maybe missing? So this helps us to put all the pieces of the puzzle together, I think. And again, coming from the background that I have, when I look at those behaviors, I like the idea that we're, we're involving that in the, in the discussion rather than having a separate discussion. We're, in, we're involving our behavioral health people within the school to help inform those decisions moving forward. Right. Gotcha. So, so like, do we envision at each school, like when we, when we roll this out, <clears throat> will schools have like an MLSS team that meets regularly that disseminates information? Does that kind of the plan? Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, Jesse, I'm glad that you said it like that because a lot of schools already have teams right there's teams in schools and we don't have enough people to have a team for this and a team for that you know for different things and so part of what MLSS brings to the table is that you should have one team that is the team that discusses all of the things that involve student you know and student academically behaviorally special education anything but uh, yes the idea is that each school will have an MLSS team and the district level team is there to support their implementation um, and so we are getting started little by little. Um, and like I said, we started our work with the element of SAT from MLSS two years ago. So we've been making a little bit of progress, you know, baby steps, but a little bit of progress in, in shifting the thinking about SAT from within the MLSS framework. Uh, and so now it's time to bring the whole, net, the whole framework on instead of just SAT. Right. And so there's other parts of the of the framework that now we're starting to to discuss as far as the implementation. Gotcha. So, you know, our our big audience for the, the podcast are teachers. Um, can you like I'm a teacher, I, I'm going to just um, put my shoes myself in the shoes of a teacher. C 
can we can we get maybe some like and i don't know if you can give like specifics of what this may look like in a teacher's classroom is it like will it be tied to instruction and and, and how what would that look like could you all give an illustration of that well let's say for example a student is struggling with reading in a classroom and we mm -hmm. the teacher would start by kind of like doing classroom little miniature interventions that they could implement in the classroom kind of trying to figure out the root cause of what's causing the student to have difficulty and maybe it's not reading maybe it's a behavioral challenge and as they start going through the process they would initiate maybe the sap process on the student to look at do they do we need to provide more interventions to them to help them be successful and then the whole team gets together right and so we have then maybe the counselor we have the specials teacher we have the the reading teacher we have the principal we have maybe a representative from special education become involved in oh wait okay the student's mom passed away three months ago okay now we need to look at this or they're living in different motels so then we're bringing in our homeless so we're we're bringing in these layers that as we as we peel off the layers of what's going on or bringing in the layers to to build on what can what supports we can find to help the students so it might be looking at a behavior intervention plan or a functional behavior assessment or providing reading intervention or getting them stable housing or hooking them up with a counselor outside or a doctor so it's really just peeling the layers of what's going on with the kid and then adding layers of support to help support what we're finding Right. Okay. And it starts with a teacher. Yeah. That's perfect. That's exactly what I was kind of looking for. That really helps in my mind. In like, so it's that whole communication with the team. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, to add on to what Taryn is saying, all of that, yes. And um, if you think about the big framework, not just the SAT framework, um, it's all about data driven instruction. Right, everything is driven by that by that data that Taryn was mentioning. So even your layer one or core instruction is driven by data, right? And so there's assessment and there's screening and then there's decisions made based on that data, instructional decisions. So um, MLSS rules, to for lack of a better word, all the layers of instruction, right? Our layer two and three, which are our intervention layers, but also our core instruction and our decisions that we make at the whole classroom level. Mm -hmm. And they should also be driven by data. So that's, that's important. And the other big shift from what RTI was to MLSS in the classroom is that during RTI, we used to um, have students have an intervention, right? So we would say the intervention cycle starts here and it ends here, and this is what we're gonna do. And then at the end, we're gonna find out if it worked or it didn't work. And so the effort of MLSS is to stop um, giving a time frame that may be a waste of time if we know that that intervention is not working. So now teachers have that autonomy to say, I've been doing this intervention for so long. I've been doing progress monitoring it's not working. I'm going to change interventions and shift what I'm doing with this student, right? Because our teachers have that professional knowledge to be able to make those decisions. And it's not fair for students to wait and complete a six-week cycle when we're wasting everybody's time. So that is a huge shift from RTI or what we used to think of RTI to MLSS. So now it's immediate. The change is immediate. And that makes much more sense. Like that is a great shift. I agree with you. That is great. 
And I think the and key to what Esther was saying is that fidelity behind implementing that intervention, making sure that they're actually keeping the data and saying, you know, I've tried this six times, it's not working, but show, show keep that data so that people can see it and say it really isn't working rather than just saying it um, so that we can then say, okay, we've already tried this, let's try something else. But having that data to support that we've tried it is all par parts of that puzzle too, so that we don't try it again. So somebody next year doesn't try it again with that kid, so. So um, I have a, maybe it's a dumb question. I know it was kind of a, a question that came up um, with RTI. Karen, you mentioned data collection. Are we, as part of the MLSS, are we gonna roll out um, like a standardized way and place where teachers are collecting data, this data that can be used and accessed by the entire team? Does that make sense? You follow me on that? Yeah. Have we, yes. Has the district <laughs> kind of talked about like through synergy or someplace that everyone has access and could get access to the data on a student? And I kind of went off on a tangent on that question, but I'm just curious because you were mentioning the data yeah. collection. We, we are working on that. We've created um, a kind of interactive SAT process for secondary um, that's collecting that data in OneDrive. Um, at, I think of ideally eventually we'd like to move it into synergy, but we're kind of going with the flow. And so our hope is to kind of emulate that into the elementary process here very soon. But yes, the whole team will have access to the data so that they can see and be a part and use it to help support each other. And awesome. to document. And to document. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I kind of want to shift gears a little bit. Um, you, you all gave some great information on what MLS is, so thank you. Some specific examples, I appreciate that. I want to talk a little bit about the um, the rollout, the district rollout. So, a couple of my questions: um, Will this be rolled out to the entire district, every single school? Are we starting at a certain grade level? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So. Just to be specific, we're talking about the MLSS framework rollout, right? Not the SAT rollout. So Correct. when we're talking about the framework, we are pretty much following uh, PED's guidance in in the the timeline and all that. So, um, like I said, a couple. This is something that started a couple years ago with PED, and so they had some schools and districts who piloted MLSS and Circle and all of those layers of support. Um, and now they're getting ready to bring on the other districts. So for us, this year is just an establishing a baseline year. So uh, PED asked us to select seven schools to receive um, site visits, virtually, of course. Um, and those, uh, those schools uh, completed a self-assessment based on the elements of MLSS, which are seven, and you can find them on the NMPED site. Um, but basically all those schools completed their self-assessment and then uh, put teams together for the site visits. So the site visits have to, um, th there's, there's a two-person team from PED that comes and interviews a group of uh, community and family members, a leadership team, a health and wellness team for each school. And then they've provided us with guiding questions, right? Things that we need to start thinking about. But this year, the visits are all really just that, establishing a benchmark or a baseline where, where 
you know, through the interview and through the classroom walkthroughs, the interviewers from PED and the, the leadership teams from the schools can, can determine, you know, in, in these elements of MLSS, we're doing great. Here's all the evidence that we have. Uh, you know, elements like communication with parents or, you know, interventions, anything like that, right? And then here are some things that we need to start working on. So right now, it's just a very, you know, looking at the big picture and finding those elements that we need to work on. And then the idea, the, you know, PED's idea is that after we have our, our site visits, the district level team gets together with the feedback forms and determines what are some things that we have in common throughout the seven schools that were chosen, because obviously that's a common denominator that we can start all working on. Um, and then that's where implementation comes from, right? And so they haven't shared with us what the plan is for next year as far as side visits or, you know, what is the expectation. But, um, but that, those were the action steps that we've take, taken. And then as far as the district team, what we've done is we've tried to roll out some presentations and some education for all administrators so that they know what is this what is mlss right like like you were saying there's some people that know a lot about it and there's some people that have never heard the term um and so our plan is to educate little by little so that when pet says it's time for real implementation then we're ready i see okay so the when you said the seven sites is that seven sites for the the 21 22 school year no for this school year we've already had Oh, yes. okay. So then we're hoping to maybe even get more schools involved next. Gotcha. Yes. I see. Okay. Very good. Um, and that's that's across the board, K through. K 12. through twelve. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this year our samples were, um, I think, three elementaries, two middle schools, and. So no, four elementaries, two middle schools, and one high school, right. just so that we could have a sample. Um, and you know, I do have to say, due to you know reentry, virtual learning, everything that we are all experiencing right now, a couple of schools chose to. Uh, Ped gave us an option to just have a coaching conversation rather than a site visit format, and so a couple of our schools chose to have just a coaching conversation with Ped to discuss all of those elements, right? Like, okay, so tell me, what is MLSS? Here's some evidence of what things we're doing and, you know, just have that conversation. And so again, PET is being super flexible with us in terms of implementation, in terms of what we should be doing right now. And I mean, they understand we are all, not just New Mexico or Las Cruces, everybody's going through the same issues right now. And yeah. so their flexibility has been really appreciated. Sounds like though that this is this is going to be great um, for those schools who are implementing this, that team, that communication. It's exactly what we need as we come back, to, like re-entry, like come back full. Because I know we have um, a lot of our students needing that extra support. Right. So it couldn't have came at a better time, I think, um, as I listen to you all talk about it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for schools who who pick this up and take this on, this should be like a huge part of their 90 day plan, correct? Like this should be a driving force of their 90 day plan. Is that correct. what we're seeing? Okay. Yes. So those elements that end up being opportunities for improvement should be what, what they look at as their goals for their 90 day plan. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I had a few questions, but as you 
as you all were um, presenting this information, you covered it all. I was wondering about the connection to RTI, the SAT process. So thank you all. Um, as we kind of wrap up here, is there any last things that any of you want to share that maybe didn't come up today about MLSS? I think we've got a really good team going. The three of us communicate really regularly about SAT and MLSS because the three of us happen to be on both teams. And so we, we communicate. And so I think just if people have questions, they're free to reach out to any of us. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Yes, I, I was going to say that as well. We are available to help support schools. You know, if you have any of those questions, please feel free to reach out. We have a MLSS core email. So oh. people can forward messages to us if they have any questions on that, please feel free to reach out and it comes to the whole team. So any of us can answer. Um, the good part is we, we've got um, a little bit of everyone from different areas on the team. So hopefully if one doesn't know, then others will know. Awesome, what, what is that email? Esther, is it just MLSS core? I think I'm pretty sure, let me, let me make sure though. I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. And what I'll do, audience, um, I will make sure to get that and include that in the show notes so that you have that email address. So we will include that in the show notes because that is, um, thank you for sharing that, Monica. That's great to have um, an email to reach out to for, for support for any sure. anyone in the district. So thank you. Yeah, it is MLSS core at LCPs. Okay. And what I would just add, just to finalize, Jesse, is, you know, whether you know a lot about it or not, if you hear about it, like like you said to, to the people who are listening, don't get scared or worried about like, oh, this is one new thing that's coming. I, I really, I think that we are trying to see it from a positive light in the sense of alignment, right? Like it's time to get all our systems aligned. It's time to all be on the same page. It's time to think about the students as, you know, the whole child, like Monica was saying. So it's, it's a good shift in our thinking and it's time to get rid of those systems that are not working and and really get systems that do work for our students. So that's what I would say. That and thank you for ending on that note because that's that's what I got out of this this episode today was that it's not necessarily like one more thing to add to your plate. It's it's what you said. It's coming together, working together, aligning. Um, everyone's working together. So that is perfect. Thank you, Esther. Yeah, probably now more than ever with everybody returning from the pandemic is the time to do this because there are so many needs for, for adults as well as our kids, so. Yes. Exactly, Definitely. exactly. Well, thank you um, to the three of you for joining us today. This was um, great information, so I greatly appreciate it and I'm sure our listeners do as well. To our listeners, thank you again for joining us today. Um, we look forward to li listener feedback on today's show. And to do that, please follow VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and on those social media platforms, you can leave feedback on today's episode or any ideas for future episodes. You can also email us at vl 2 lcpsnet um, for feedback and future ideas. Thanks so much for listening today and we will see you next time.